Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. I am still a firm believer, no matter what, having been in this industry for, my goodness, I'm going to date myself, but 25 years now. <laughs> I'm The fact that I came from that original, um, you know, hands-on, 100% hands-on with clients for a good 18 years before I ever went virtual at all knowing that your methods work in person, that you, whatever you're programming, you've actually, you know, tested it, worked with people, worked with them hands-on and seen it actually work. I think a lot of the problems out there with virtual programs is someone's designing that, but never actually then seeing if what they're putting out has the results they want to see and gives the person the feeling that they want to have. They're just creating it and putting it out there you know, it's almost the cart before the horse, right? Just to say, you've done like, you have to have your methods and your programming in my mind tested, you know, tested and proven before you put it out there for the consumer. And even when I come up with like a new move, I don't, I don't introduce that into one of my classes or with a client until I've tried it, you know, over and over and over again to see how I feel the next day. How do I feel three days later? How do I feel four days later? And um, I'm just such a firm believer that that is, it's, it's a really necessary thing to have had that hands-on, um, you know, practical application prior to putting a program out there. Hi, I'm Pete McCall. Welcome to this episode of the All About Fitness podcast. That voice you heard in the beginning was the guest for this episode, my old friend, Ms. Kira Stokes. Now for a little bit of trivia, what is Kira have in common with the 80s TV shows of Facts of Life and Growing Pains. I'll give you a moment to think about that. <laughs> the reality is, if you, it, for those of you that know 80s TV trivia, and unfortunately I know a lot about it, it, it lives up in my brain. For those of you that know 80s TV trivia, you know that Facts of Life was the first TV show where George Clooney, the actor, got one of his big breaks. George Clooney played one or a couple episodes he was a love interest, or he was like the hot guy in town. He would stop by Mrs. Garrett's shop. And the fact that I know this is, is actually surprising me right now and is making me a little depressed. But George Clooney got his start on the TV show Facts of Life. And Growing Pains, for many of you that might be aware, Growing Pains is where actor Leonardo DiCaprio was first seen. Leo, Leo played a recurring role or had a, had a slight role as a character on the TV show Growing Pains. Well, flash forward many years later... And George Clooney and Leonardo DiCaprio are two of the biggest movie stars, actors, that are in Hollywood existence. Now, what's that have in common with, with Kira Stokes? Now, I'll get to that in a second. 
is really exciting right now. I am I am so happy to be doing this episode with Kira because this is the launch of my workout programs. I've been talking about the All About Fitness workout programs for a little while. And one of the reasons why I use that quote from Kira in the beginning is as someone who's been in the industry for more than two decades, the workout programs that I'm now offering through All About Fitness are tested. They're proven. They're what I've done with clients. They're what I've done in group fitness classes. They're based on scientific evidence. They're not just me throwing stuff up against the wall. The workout programs are eight-week programs. I have kettlebell conditioning, dumbbell strength training, and functional core training. They're three different programs. Right now, I'm doing a special price for the launch of these programs. Normally priced at $49. If you use code AAF2020, that's code AAF2020, you'll save 60% and pay only $19 for each eight-week program. The dumbbell program obviously requires a set of dumbbells. Kettlebell program, you need one of those. And functional core training, you can do with one dumbbell or a medicine ball or a small sandbell. But check down below in the show notes. It's really exciting to do that. If you want more information, go to PeteMcCallFitness.com. You can sign up for my mailing list. You get a free chapter in my book, Smarter Workouts. And uh, you get more information about the, the workout programs. Back to the introduction for Kira. Well, what does Kira have in common with George Clooney and Leonardo DiCaprio? Well, right now, Kira is a hot fitness star. And I don't want to say star, but she's a very, very popular fitness trainer on Instagram. Kira is also one of the most popular fitness instructors in Manhattan. And for anybody who follows fitness, Manhattan's kind of the epicenter. Kira has created her own stoked brand of online programming. She has her app. She really is one of the hottest stars in fitness right now. And Kira works with some of the biggest A-list celebrities that you can imagine. And, and, and when you get to this level, I don't need to name names. I just know that she works with a very high level of A-list clientele. And a lot of times you sign non-disclosure agreements. But if they're working with a top trainer, Kira is probably one of the ones they're working with. But here's a fun fact. Kira and I have known each other for quite a while. We were both personal trainers for the same big box gym on the East Coast going back years. And this is why you can hear in our interview today, I am such I'm such a fan of Kira. I really am. Kira and I knew each other, and you'll hear her talk about it a little bit. She stayed focused on training and teaching and teaching group fitness. My in for my career, I went down the education route. You know, she you know, she was there working with in top studios in Manhattan while I was working with one of the largest certification organizations. So we each went down our own route and have done different things in the industry. And here's one of the things that I find that I have so much respect and admiration is Kira is not some Johnny-come-lately or or Jane-come-lately to fitness. Kira and I know each other, like I said, when we were trainers at at the same gym company. And Kira, for I think three or four years, probably longer, she's going to get mad at me for not remembering it, but Kira was one of the top trainers in our company. Our company had locations in Boston. That's where Kira worked. New York City. It was New York sports clubs in New York City. I worked in Washington sports clubs in Washington, D.C. There was also Philadelphia sports clubs. And every year, trainers would get ranked based on their sales and the number of sessions they would train. And Kira was always one of the top. It, you know, if not the top, for years, Kira was one of the top 10 trainers in the company. So she came at it from the ground up. Where she is now, she has worked, fought, clawed her way to get there. And it hasn't come by easy. You know, a lot of times, especially with someone as gifted and talented as Kira, she makes it look really easy. But the fact is, she has worked her tail off to be doing what she's doing. And the fact is, she does make it look easy. On this episode of All About Fitness, it really is a ton of fun 
to catch up with an old friend and someone who I just have a tremendous amount of respect and admiration for, Miss Kira Stokes. Today, it is really fun to catch up with my good friend, Kira Stokes. Kira, how are you doing? And thank you so much for making time uh, to do this interview. How, how's it going? Uh, it's going great. Thank you for having me. It's always a blast to talk to you, Pete. It is always a blast to catch up. And now, the funny thing is we're, we're talking a little bit before I hit the record button. And I want, I want listeners to know that you've been doing online training for a while. You have your app. You have a couple other things happening. And what, how much of it, how much have you changed over the last few weeks? Now that we're on the whole COVID-19 quarantine, you know, stay at home, how much has this changed your business or has it really had any effect on you at all? Yeah. I mean, I think it's uh, definitely changed it in the sense that I'm not going into the studio that I would always go to, to train clients and to teach my classes. Like I, I do desperately miss that you know, contact and that connection that you have when you're face to face with clients and with the people that, you know, people that take your classes, like they become family. So I miss that. But I will say like, I've been FaceTime training clients um, for six years now, my clients that live in LA and um, live in DC and different areas. So that aspect of it for me, when, you know, when I heard the studios were closing and, and we weren't going to be able to have a gym to go to, um, I just knew that I was going to, you know, the number of FaceTime clients was going to increase <laughs> each day <laughs> and, um, you know, just kind of like finding just the, the schedule change of, you know, everything being virtual and looking at a screen all the time throughout the course of the day has definitely been a bit of a shift for me. But I have to say that, <laughs> that, you know, making the most of it, that was cute. You just got a picture. I just took a picture. So I'll post this to stories a little bit later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to take one soon too. So keep that smile. Right. Um, you know, just, just switching to all virtual has definitely, you know, definitely been a shift. I can't say that it hasn't been, but um, I'm so grateful that I have had the experience that I had prior to this, that it wasn't that difficult um, to make that change to going hundred percent virtual for me. Well, that's one of the reasons Kira and for listeners and, and for your fans should know. I mean, one of the reasons why I have so much respect for you is as, I mean, yeah, we've known each other a, a little while. And as I've seen you grow in, in this space and I've seen you, you know, your presence increase and you do more and more on platforms like Instagram, you still make it a point. You teach, I don't know how many classes a week, you still train people in person because for you, you've always thrived on that interaction with people. You've always been committed to your clients. You've always been committed to the people in your classes. Whereas a lot of people who are quote unquote Instagram trainers, that's all they do is they might post a 90 second or 60 second video, but they may not work with people in person. So for you, how tough is it? You kind of alluded to it earlier, but how tough is it for you not to go in and not to be <laughs> with your class on a, on a, you know, you teach almost every day, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely, you know, one of the things I will say this, like, I, I am a firm believer and I think Pete, you, you're think along the same lines that, you know, I totally respect those people that have, that have built their following 100% virtual from the get-go, but I am still a firm believer, no matter what, having been in this industry for, uh, my goodness, I'm going to date myself, but 25 years now, <laughs> um, yeah. you know, I'm 
the fact that I came from that original, um, you know, hands-on, a hundred percent hands-on with clients for a good 18 years before I ever went virtual at all. Um, knowing that your methods work in person, that you, whatever you're programming, you've actually, you know, tested it, worked with people, worked with them hands-on and seen it actually work. I think a lot of the problems out there with virtual programs is someone's designing that, but never actually then seeing if what they're putting out has the results they want to see and gives the person the feeling that they want to have. They're just creating it and putting it out there. You know, it's almost the cart before the horse, right? Just to say, you've done like, you have to have your methods and your programming in my mind tested, you know, tested and proven before you put it out there for the consumer. And even when I come up with like a new move, I don't, I don't introduce that into one of my classes or with a client until I've tried it, you know, over and over and over again to see how I feel the next day. How do I feel three days later? How do I feel four days later? And um, I'm just such a firm believer that that is, it's, it's a really necessary thing to have had that hands-on, um, you know, practical application prior to putting a program out there. So for me now, you know, basically I'm my own guinea pig right now is a hundred percent, uh, with virtual and, and, and to not, I'm such a hands-on person. I love to adjust people. I love to, you know, go over, pat them on the back, make those slight little adjustments that can make all the difference in their form. So, um, it's definitely been challenging for me. I have done a couple of, you know, I do a lot of, I've done a couple of FaceTime lives, um, IG lives, which have been great with some of my clients, but I've also done a zoom class and that, you know, you've seen a lot of these zoom classes that people have, have turned to these days. Yeah. I, I frankly have only done them with my really dedicated, the stoked athletes that are in my class over and over and over again to start. Like you haven't seen me post about it because to me, I got to see that it's working with them. Those people that like, whose form I know, like the back of my hands that I'm able to translate that in that setting prior to going, like telling everybody in the country, like, Oh, I'm doing a zoom class, you know, Saturday morning, at 8am. Cause wow, my head's going to spin. If I know you're doing it, but I can't see you, you know, and I can't fix you. Um, I just like to make sure like my language is hundred percent on point before I put it out there to the masses. Right. So that's my feeling. Well, and that, I think that's one of the things too, where, where I have a lot of respect for what you've done is you're very persistent and consistent in your methods. And the one, you know, you mentioned your kind of your stoke move of the day, what you add in, I, you know, sometimes it blows me away. You know, you, I posted, <laughs> posted on them before. How do you come up with that stuff? Cause I'm like, how can she keep coming up with a new move or a different move every day? And it blows me away, Kira, just how creative some of those moves are. Cause I'm a pretty linear guy. You know, I'm see weight, pick weight up, move weight, you know, I, you know, but think, so what's your process? You know, when you come up with something, how do you, how, how can you create with movement? That's what I'm always, that's one question I always like to ask of people that have your experience and what you do, yeah. where do you get your, your creative ideas for how you move? Yeah, my process. So, you know, what, one thing, let me just say this about you, Pete, I, I am a, a complete, like, I look at what you do as well and have respect for that in the sense that, look, when we really break it down, um, you and I both know those basic moves, the foundational moves are really what you need, right? Like, like you need to push, you need to pull, you need to all of that, like press, like the basics. If you don't know those basics, um, the creativity that comes from knowing the basics, like you, you can't, you have, like, I always say, you have to know, you know, the basics, like the back of your hand before you, you know, start to think outside the box. So first and foremost, 
Um, I've always been, you know, I will say reluctant in some points with what I put out as the stoke move of the day. You'll see me say challenge move because that should tell, you know, someone who's just getting into fitness, this isn't what you should try right now. You know, like there's, there's moves before this that you should, you should be attempting prior to the challenge move. But I myself, like having been in fitness for as long as I can to keep myself excited, right? I have to let my mind kind of go to a new place within the basic. So I'll take a basic movement, like a renegade row and think like, hmm, I've got the basic renegade row. How can I get my core even more involved with a towel today? You know, so sometimes I'll pick the move first. I find the basic movement and then I'll say like, okay, what's something I can add to this that will challenge a specific area? Right. But still be smart about it. Like you're not going to see me doing like box jumps onto like, you know, something that's twice my height and then, you know, doing a backflip off it. That to me is not creative. That's just like stupid pet tricks for humans. Like that, that's not what I'm looking to do. Whatever's creative should still make sense scientifically. Right. So there is a, there is, there are boundaries that I have, you know, where I'll be like, you know, I'm not going to, again, I'm not going to run on a treadmill and then try to, you know, do a, 360 degree turn up in the air while I'm doing it. Treadmill dancing, not intraday. I think that, you know, creativity, it's just, um, it's what keeps me fresh as a trainer. Like it's what keeps me excited about doing my workouts every day. It's like, okay, yeah, I do the basics, but then I always offer myself that like freestyle time where I can get creative within the movement and play with it and go, you know, there's a lot that I come up with that you're never going to see because I'll try it and go, nah, that was not, didn't feel good the next day. You know, it's yeah. try. <laughs> well, it's good for people to hear that because I want, you know, it's good that people to know that you, there's a specific method and there's a specific approach and that, yeah. you know, don't just throw stuff up against the wall. Now we haven't talked since your name came up and, and I took your class a little while ago. And it was, I think it was a bar, a bar class. And I hadn't, it was the second bar class maybe I took when I visited you in January, maybe it was like January of 2018. So it's been a little while. Athletic um, core. What's that? You took athletic or stoked athletic core. And it, I, so I did an interview, I did an article on bar, on bar training last mm-hmm. year on, on different bar techniques. And your name came up with um, Fred and Elizabeth Halfpath. They said, <laughs> yeah. And, and so what, it, what how, how did bar influence you? And, and first of all, you can do a brief description of bar because I think it was interesting to hear Kira and, yeah. and for listeners, Fred and Elizabeth are, are two of the people that really helped grow bar in New York and made it like a foundation component of what it is now in the fitness industry. And so to find out that you were a student of theirs, I think, again, speaks volume to your kind of dedication to your craft. So can you describe Bar a little bit and then kind of what it meant to, to be able to learn from people like that who really are luminaries in our industry, even though oh. they're known outside of the city? Yeah, they're amazing. So Bar to me, um, what I consider it, you know, in very like simple terms, it's endurance strength in my mind. It is um, a different way of working the muscle in that you're doing very small range of motion you're focusing on pulses. You're focusing on um, staying in a movement for an extended period of time to try and develop endurance strength, right? So you're depleting your muscle of oxygen. And it was, you know, when I, the reason I was drawn to bar um, 
you know, I was a gymnast. I did ballet. I was all of that as a kid, but I, at the time I was in Boston and you, that's where we first met was in Boston. And I was working, um, sports club LA and Boston sports club, all these different places. And Fred and Liz came to town saying they were going to open exhale. And it's such a funny story because I actually remember this interview. Like it was yesterday at the park Plaza hotel in Boston. I met Fred before I met him though. Elizabeth came to my class at Boston sports club and it was a total body conditioning class and she came with no shoes on. She didn't even have sneakers. She had no sneakers. And she showed up and I was like, are you going to wear sneakers? And she was like, I don't know. She didn't know. Like she was such a bar. That was such her thing that she was like, you don't wear sneakers when you work out. <laughs> she was yeah. like, so it was so Liz to do that. And, um, I, I remember, you know, watching her and then I took a class. I can't remember where I took my first bar class, but I met Fred. I think he had sent me, um, a video of the class. And I thought, wow, this is really interesting. It's dance inspired. And I loved how form focused it were. And I loved, I was so impressed with their attention to detail, both Fred and Liz, when I watched this class. And I remember meeting Fred and he saw me at the park class and he said, you know, back then, you know, exhale was in New York and they were just opening in Boston. he said, you would be the first trainer, first instructor we've ever hired. Who's not a dancer. Who's not, doesn't have that like professional dance background. And I lack flexibility. That is not my strength. Right. But I am strong as an ox. Right. So I said, well, why is that? And he was like, well, you know, it's just, it's just intuitive that you would, a bar class seems like it would fit uh, with a dancer. He said, so why do you want to do this? And I said, well, I think, I think you need to expand your horizons. And I think I need to, I think that you're short, you know, we're both short sighted in thinking that you only hire dancers because is everybody a dancer that's going to take your class? No. And I know I need to, I need a, I knew at that point in my career, I needed some mind body aspect to my training, to my method. And I didn't have the patience for yoga at that time in my life. <laughs> so I thought to myself, this is going to be my mind body kind of education, you know, and that's what I saw it as. And at the time I was so fortunate to train directly with Fred and Liz. They would bring me to New York every other weekend. And oh, I wow. was Friday, Saturday, Sunday in New York, 12, 10 to 12 hours a day watching bar classes taking this was there this was a whole different training regimen than what they do now for bar and I remember being like I a I'm horrible at this like at the get-go I was like I am so I was the worst I was like I you know I reminded me of when I was a gymnast and they tried to push me down into my splits and I was like my body just doesn't go like that right but I because I wasn't good at it I was like it really it made me want it more because I was like I'm going to prove that I can teach this and I can, I can relay this information in a way that's a little different than what they're used to. Right. So, you know, I took that, I worked at that exhale in Boston for five years. I believe I opened it with Christy Christensen, amazing yoga instructor. I taught there for five years. The only reason I left is because um, I moved to New York. And when we moved to New York, I started teaching at Central Park South uh, exhale. And just from there was like, you know, there was a lot about, their method is, I mean, they're literally icons in the bar. Like I adore them, but I also saw how I wanted to make that particular, a bar class more athletic and more appealing to those, not that it's not athletic, but more appealing to those people like myself who 
aren't super flexible and only use their hip flexors when they're doing flat back and can't figure out how to use their lower abs. So like just kind of create my own um, bar inspired class out of that. So that's, after that's- education, I was like, I got to move on because, you know, you got to, you got to fly, right. Once you have your wings. So well, what was it like to make that transition? Cause I don't think I've ever asked you before because yeah, you worked in Boston and that's where I, I was working in DC at the time. And we know that New York is, is like the Mecca of fitness mm-hmm. and, now, and, and, you know, in all flattery, I mean, you are like kind of one of the top instructors in, in Manhattan before the gym shut down, but you know, you are, I mean, you are, I mean, I mean, it, Kira, I mean, you are like the A-list of the A-list of instructors and, and your, your instructor class and for listeners, Kira's class, was it your Monday night class? Is it your Monday, your Monday night class? So all the other instructors in New York, she's like, in the bar in the service industry sunday night that's when all the bartenders go to other bars and that's like the service industry. monday night at kira's class is like the, the service industry night for all the other top instructors in new york right so what was it like when you first broke into the new york scene and, and how good does it feel like a sense of accomplishment mm-hmm. of what you've in the industry how good does it feel to know that your work i mean it, it, it means something and not only that but just that you're influencing so many people and i think that's the way that's the way I know that you, you look at it is that you have an opportunity now. It's not just, you don't look at it from a point of ego. And I want to be clear about that. I recognize that in you is that you're not looking at it from a point of ego. You're looking at it is that you have an opportunity to get more people moving because of who you serve in that market. Yeah. I, you know, thank you, Pete. I, um, you know, I think from the get go, and I think this is, you know, I, you and I have both seen so many changes in this industry over the years. And I think, when people say to me, how have you had such staying power, right? Over throughout all the change in the industry, like between, you know, social media becoming such a big thing and, 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 you know, timing wise being right there with it when social media being willing to change with the times, right? Not change who you are, but being willing to change with the times as you have to, in order to stay, stay, you know, at the top of your game. I, it all stems from the, initial goal back in 1996 when I graduated from Boston College, which was like, I just want to help people, right? I want to help people. I want to educate them. And I want to get people healthy and moving. And that has always been my number one goal. And it to this day is my number one goal. And you if you stay true to yourself, um, I truly believe that as much as you know, you know, noise that may be going on around you, if you stay the course and, and are aware of what's happening around you, but don't get stuck on what others are doing, you'll be able to, to own your power, right? I think um, if you're getting into this industry and your goal is to be an Instagram sensation or to, you know, look, you know, look cute and just post photos of yourself, you know, in God knows what, you know, like what you sometimes see on Instagram, I think you, you there's no way you're going to have staying power. Like you have to truly have the goal in this fitness industry. Like we are a service industry. You have to, like, I am servicing others and you can never let anything come in between that being the ultimate goal. And if that isn't the reason you're getting into this industry, your flame is going to die out really quickly. Right. Because, um, you know, having that, you, you, first of all, it's a challenging industry, right? It takes, it's your hours are very different than other people. You give a lot, you receive as well, but you end up giving a lot that you have to really love it. And you have to really 
want to be there for others in order for you to be able to, to stay, as I said, at the top of your game. So coming to New York definitely wasn't easy. Like I remember I was, you know, it's like big fish, small pond in Boston. I was love, I was great. I was training, you know, you know, I was training Red Sox players lives and like I, you know, Patriots players, I had a great thing going and it was, it was Gary. It was my husband who took a job in New York and he was like, really, we're going. And he turned to me one day and he was like, you've outgrown this place. You're, 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 and he's always been my biggest fan. He's like, you're the best at what you do. And New York is the place to prove that. And, um, again, it wasn't like an immediate rise to the top. It took a lot of freaking work. Right. And especially because I was partially in Westchester and part, we live in Westchester. So it was Westchester and city. It wasn't like I moved to the city and had all the time to try to make my name in the city. We lived in Westchester. So I was only in the city two days a week trying to make a massive impact in those two days while I was training people in their homes in Westchester on those other days, you know, so doubly hard with the fact that, you know, I had to really hustle, really hustle on those days to like, wow, I want to be a part of the city thing and then step back and go, "Eh, I'm in the suburbs now, you know? Um, But again, I just stayed the course and like stuck to my method and always as I, you know, stayed a student always took other people's classes you know, never, I always say like, you've got to stay a student your whole life. Like you are never too good to take somebody else's class. You're going to learn something in everything that you do. Every person that you come in contact with, you could be a sponge, like soak something up from it. Even if you think it's the worst experience you've ever had taking a class, there's got to be a takeaway, whether, you know, there's always a takeaway. So just be open to that. And, um, also be open. As I said before, I know I'm going on and on here, but like, uh, it's, you're, you're talking about that experience and there's a, there's a question yes. when I, but you know, being open to those experiences, I mean, that's important to you. I mean, right. Cause you learn, yes. even if you take a bad class, then, then you learn, okay, maybe I'm not going to do that. Or maybe, maybe yeah. you identify what I've said is, Oh, I do that. And that's the way that comes across. And you're like, you then, okay, I'm going to cut that out because you realize that it's not perceived the right way. Yeah. It can be something as simple as like one word that you hear an instructor saying over and over again. And you suddenly realize oh my gosh, I think I say that every time I teach and it's really annoying. Um, you know, like, like I noticed with myself, I stopped this years ago. I would, always, and I noticed it on social media now and I just have to say it like drives me insane when every two seconds you have someone going, hi guys, 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 guys. And, and I was like, wow, I'm overusing the term guys, like talking in your class. Hey guys, start this. And it's like, no, you've got to come up with something else. You have to come up with a word or you say squad or you say athletes or you say students, whatever it is like that one word to me became like a buzzword. Like I didn't ever want to use that phrase again. And it's because I took a class and every other word was guys, or they said the word like, (laughs) you know, which is so common, but, but point being, even like you said, even if it's not a good experience and you walk away going, wow, I'll never go back to that class. I always find one thing, you know, that I take away and I, keep a notebook with me. I'm so old school. Um, I have a million Gary last week's, I have a million notebooks all over the place. And I just like whip my notebook open after every class I take or, you know, someone that I just meet on the street that I talk to. That's another instructor that, you know, may say, Kira, I have to ask you a question about this. I'll be helping them, but they'll also be helping me, you know? So 
immediately like taking note of what's that one thing that you took away from that class or that experience. And I think that is, uh, you know, the power of like keeping a notebook with you is people, you know, don't do that anymore. And I think it's so important or, you know, if you use it on your phone, write it down the second you get out of whatever conversation you have, there's a takeaway. There's always a takeaway. That, that's cool. I like that. Now the question yeah. I want to ask is because you, you, you alluded to him a couple of times and, mm-hmm. and love seeing him in the social media posts is Gary. You know, because Gary is <laughs> Gary, you know, Gary's your husband. For listeners, Gary's your husband. And Gary's not really a fitness guy, is he? But you kind of drag him. I mean, he works out, but you kind of, you know, you I love the way you guys play off each other a little bit on, you know, in your posts and whatnot. What how does it mean to have somebody support you like that? And isn't oh. it kind of so I mean, he isn't it nice that he's not in the fitness industry? And doesn't that give you a different perspective on what you're doing? Oh my gosh. Like, so Gary, the interesting thing about Gary is you know, he's kind of, he's like my side, people like, he's like your sidekick. He's almost like, he's like the polar opposite. Oddly enough, people don't see the fact that Gary actually is very into fitness. Um, you just don't see it. Like he's not into, I will say this. He's, he's into it like a normal person. He's not into it like me. He works out every day. Um, he was actually a nationally ranked wrestler. So, I mean, he has that wrestler's mentality of like, he works out every single day but he's not like, he'll watch me and I'll be going in the driveway just because I love it. And I'm creating for hours and he'll come up to me and he'll be like, you really like this, don't you? You like are really enjoying this. And I love the whole process. I don't just like the end result. I love the process of working out, you know, and he loves the end result and that's most people. So Mm -hmm. what he does is he really does, he's, you know, we're yin and yang. He really does open my mind to like, okay, when I'm doing something or I'm putting something on the app or I'm creating programming, I'll think like, I want to go, go, go. But then I'll think, well, what, how far would Gary get into this before he says to me, like enough, like I'm done. Like I don't need any more. Um, so he is that great kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for. He tones it down for me. Um, my personality clearly is so, I don't need to be motivated. I'm clearly very highly motivated. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I need the guy to say, as he'll do sometimes, he'll yell at the window and be like, Kira, rein it in. Like, come out of the driveway. You've done enough. So he he does that for me. And like I said, like, I, I will say this. I don't, sometimes I question whether Gary would have really, I'm like, would you still want to be my husband had you known how many videos you were going to have to take of me? <laughs> like, because he didn't realize he was going to be Instagram husband and husband. So poor guy. He's like, really? Like this was not in the contract. <laughs> he said when we got married. So times have changed. Like, you know, the poor guy, he does have like a second job right now trying to take my videos, but he is that like comic relief and the, you know, it kind of, he brings out the kind of softer side of me that I don't think people sometimes see when they just see the video. But then but when you, but that's exactly why I asked you about that because yeah. I wanted to know a little bit about that relationship because yeah. he exactly, I mean, that's how I see him. You know, when I see him pop up in your videos, especially when he does his cores Light curls, <laughs> you know, as, I mean, it's really, it's a good, I mean, it's a good, you're right. It humanizes you a little bit and it yeah. just shows yeah. that, Hey, you're just, you know, here you are for all of a sudden, you know, you're a housewife in Westchester. You're, you know, you're yeah. New York <laughs> for, lack yeah. of a, for lack of a better term. I don't mean to throw that on you. But, oh, uh, it's so true. You know, he, it's the truth. It's like, I think sometimes see me and like, if you all sometimes go to my Instagram page and I'll look at it and I'll try and take an outsider's perspective. 
looking at my page and go, I do kind of look like a machine, except for the fact that I'm smiling all the time because I absolutely love what I'm doing. Like I truly love it. That's not an act. That's like, I smile the whole time I work out because I'm just so grateful to be able to move. Right. And but I'll look at that and then, the, you know, to see the, then you go to my stories and you kind of see the other side of it, right? Because the this, this story, what you see on the page, like that's, that's not, it's not curated, but it's like, you know, you get your move, you get your move, you see, like, it's not like the funny, you, I keep it all fitness. When you go to my stories, you see life, right? And you see that um, us just taking our walks or how Gary like makes me laugh 24 seven. Um, but I think when we talk about like a supportive partner, there has never been, I couldn't ask for someone more supportive, someone more, um, aside from the fact that he sometimes does roll his eyes about having to take a video and I'll be like, can you just tell, you know, I don't blame him, but he, in terms of just being proud of what I've done and being, you know, you know, just he'll be laying on the couch and I'll be doing abs at 10 o'clock at night and he'll just be like woo keep all right here like even down to that basic thing when no one's looking I think you know what you see where you see him being supportive on stories or just being that that's that's not just for show that's you know that's behind the scenes when someone can be as supportive as they are in front of the camera um that's what everybody hopes for in life right and I think that there is someone like that for everyone out there. I think that you just have to be equally open and supportive of that. Like it's a two way street, you know? So I'm as proud of Gary as he is of me. Um, and we're just lucky to have that, you know, it's, uh, it's a blessing. I think I love that message, you know, and I think that's so important. And I like, you know, what I like about this conversation is people are seeing a little bit because, you know, living in the Instagram world, Kira, people see your life maybe, a minute, two or three minutes at a time, or they see a story at a time. So this yeah. is really allowing people to kind of see behind the curtain a little bit and learn yeah. more about you. And, and looking at the time here, I just want to be receptive to your time. And you mentioned your app, and I want to ask you about this because as you were developing or as you were looking at developing it, you and I had a couple conversations in the whole process because I know for you, well, I'll let you say it. What was the hardest part? I mean, people might know you through, the, through your app, and I'll let you say the name of it. I'll let people might know you through your app, but how hard was it, Kira? Because you're such a people person. You like being, you, you want to be able to, to work with, you don't want to just teach. You don't want to just put a video out there. You want to be able to help and coach and, and teach people how to move. How hard was it for you to get to the point of where you have an app? I mean, we talked a bit about the process of, of how long it took you yeah. <laughs> yeah. before it finally came out. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you and I talked a long time ago about this, like, I think like three years ago, right. When it was in the beginning stages. Yeah. So it's called the Kira Stokes fit app. And, um, you know, I think for me, the hardest part of developing this app or really taking, you know, my method virtual was the concern over, um, not being able to see people as they perform the movements and feeling confident that they uh, were doing everything correctly, that they're for, you know, I'm such a stickler on form and that's such a huge part of my method and um, wanting to feel like whatever I'm putting out there, I was hundred percent, you know, feeling good about the fact that if they truly listened to my words and watched me in action um, and took the time to do both of those things, that they would be moving well. 
not just moving, but moving well. And it took me a long time to be able to, like, I wanted, I always say like, you know, when someone leaves my class before they do both butt cheeks, I can't sleep at night. Like if you decide to leave athletic core and you haven't done your right butt cheek, but you did your left, like I'm literally going to find you in the streets of New York and make you do both butt cheeks. Like people could stop me at home at any point, pause the app and be like, oh, I got to go make dinner and not do the other side. Like simple things like that literally keep me up at night. So it was having that kind of aha moment of like really just having to believe in who I am and the method that I put out there that um, I had the faith that my words were going to get people into position correctly and keep them in proper position and, and having the confidence in that. And I will say like, it held me back for a couple of years from really wanting to put something out there that um, could reach more people because I was just really afraid of that. And I just finally realized that the overwhelming desire to be able to get more people moving and touch more people than you can just do. You and I talked about this. I had, I was going to open a studio and that was keeping me up at night. The thought of opening a studio and Gary turned to me one day and he was like, you should be excited about this. You shouldn't be up at night worried about it. And that's when I had, that was one of my aha moments where I said, I don't want to, I don't want to have a stand. You know, I, I need to reach more people than just a studio in New York would do. And so the app became my virtual studio. And when filming this content, I filmed it with the purpose of saying like, okay, my words, as they always are when I'm teaching my class in the city, have to be so clear that people shouldn't even have to look at me. And you'll hear me say this often on the app. You shouldn't be looking at me right now. My words should be guiding you because I want your neck in the proper position, right? I want you to have a neutral head and neck. And if you're in a plank and you're looking up at me while you're planking, you're going to hurt your neck. So just to the point where it was like, you should be able to just wear AirPods and not ever look at the screen. And I should be able to get into that entire workout. So being really um, conscious of all my words in the app that, um, that I, I feel so good about it now and the product that's out there and how it keeps, you know, evolving um, weekly at this point that um, it's an amazing feeling when you get, I get excited. I just said this to someone the other day that when I put a new workout up on that app, I get so insanely excited about it. Like I cannot wait to tell people that it's out there because I'm so proud of it, you know, and the impact that I know it's going to have on people once they do it, not just body, but their mind and their soul, right. That they're going to, they're going to feel like I always say, like you finish that workout feeling fully stoked. You feel, you know, like, all the vibes, the positive vibes that I want you to feel post-workout, like they're going to be there for you after every now, single Pause one second, Kira, because, you know, people are listening to this via podcast and they can't see, like, I, I can see you on the video right now. You, <laughs> have a, you have a big ear-to-ear grin. So as she's talking about this, for listeners, as she's talking about this, she has this big ear-to-ear grin. And the question I wanted to ask you, because, yeah, you're right, you, you were very concerned about a studio and now, you know, you're, the app doesn't sound like it keeps you up at night, does it? No. You know, up at night's a whole different reason. You're probably planning, excited about it. You're not dreading. You know, is, is, that, is that really what you're finding? I mean, it sounds like you're excited. And how many, how many different programs do you have on the app? I mean, what's available on it? Oh, my gosh. Okay. No, like, like you said, like, I get excited. Like, I go to bed at night. First of all, I'm always excited about my coffee the next day. I really think about my coffee for the next morning when I go to bed at my cup of coffee, but I don't think I'm alone in that. But also like, 
I love to get up in the morning and look at all the DMs that I get from people saying like, they just did this workout or the email I get, you know, the emails that I get every day. Like I love opening my inbox because I love hearing how the workouts are affecting people. Um, and in terms of how many programs are on there. So the, the app is interesting in that I really created it. So that it's a more like a mix and match format so that, um, you become the creator of your own program. I always call it fitness on your terms because a lot of times I feel like people see a program, they're given a program. If they see the length of it and they don't say it's 45 minutes for that day and they don't have 45 minutes, they then do nothing. So the beauty of this app is there's sections, there's full body, body part specific, fine tuning, which are what I like almost consider movement snacks. So if you have five minutes and you're like, I got to do something, you go to the fine tuning section, you've got band bridges, you've got quick ab workouts. It's you either add them to the end of another workout or you do them as a standalone movement snack, right? Um, there's a whole section called Stoked Unleashed that's just using household items or your body weight for workouts. Like there's a new, new workouts are going to be in Stoked Unleashed that are using like a park bench or just your driveway. So um, that section of the app is, is like the no excuse section, right? Like I don't have equipment. Well, there you go to Stoked Unleashed and you do that. But um, what I've started to do now because there are those people, as you know, that want to be told exactly what to do. So just two weeks ago, I started something called Get Stoked in 7. And there's the Stoked in 7 program, 7-day program, and the Super Stoked in 7, 7-day program. So if you're just getting into the app, you go to the Stoked in 7 program. And there's a 7-day free trial. So then you get every day planned out for you. It's right there curated for you. You go into the app, you click on Stoked in 7 every day. All the videos, day one, the videos are all there for you. Day two, they're all there for you. And it's also an amazing template to teach you how to feel confident mixing and matching. So it's like when you're done with the seven, it's like, oh, I get it now. I do wake up, get stoked. And then I do arms and abs. And then I do triceps fine tuning. So you, it just, it's almost like a playbook, right? To show people like, this is not set in stone, but this is how you can put things together. Um, and then there's a section which doesn't make sense to add right now because of the circumstance we're in, but it's yeah. called Time. And those, that's, I'm so excited about this section of the app and I've been waiting to launch it for like six months. And right as we were going to launch it, April 1st, boom, like this happens. Yeah, so, yeah. um, and that section is, you'll find this so interesting, Pete, because, um, you know, I felt like there are those people that go to a gym that don't love home workouts. And, you know, it's, and I hate to say, like, I hate to generalize, but a lot of women walk into the weight room and they go, this is intimidating. Still in this day and age, right? We walk into the weight room, all the benches are taken and you walk over and you're like, okay, I gotta wait for, well, when you get that bench, what do you do? Like, you don't want to lose the bench, right? So what I've done is create circuits around one piece of equipment. So Let's say you're at the bench and you don't want to leave, but you want to do back. So it's me taking you through, you're going to do, you know, rows. You're going to do one arm rows on the bench. Then you're going to turn. You're going to put your hands on the bench. You're going to do incline pushups. Then you're going to lay on the bench and you're going to do V sits. And that's your circuit. And you do it three times. Never leave the bench. Nobody's going to take it away from you. And then the same happens. You go to the cables, right? You want to do, um, say you want to do a squat row with the rope right? You do the squat row with the rope. You don't leave that position. You drop right down on the ground. You do plank taps. 
you flip right over, you do a set of like, you know, bicycles, but like everything is placed in that one area. So you never have to leave and you do the circuit three times through. So it's going to be very different than what's currently on the app. Um, it's almost like me giving you a tour of a gym and then teaching you how to use one piece of equipment and sticking, you know, staying right there. So I'm pumped about it, but right now. See, what I like about that, Kira, is it takes you right back to your beginning of where you worked yeah. at Big Box Gym. And that's what people might not realize, you know, and that's, and that's what, you know, again, what makes you so authentic is the fact that you spent years on a gym well, floor, spent years, you know, working in a, in a big box gym. You're not just somebody who popped up and said, I want to be Insta famous. I want to do this or that. I mean, you are somebody who has for all intents and purposes paid your dues. So yeah. everything that now is the result of, and listeners can hear that, right? It's the result of your hard work and your dedication to serving the people that you work with. You know, that, that's cool to see. So what, so you have that coming out and then now with everything, now that kind of our world has changed, what's yeah. going to be, are you using this opportunity to slow down? It doesn't sound like it. I mean, how do you, how do you see your well, business? Well, period? a couple of things like back to the big boxing thing. It's interesting you say it because, you know, you and I have done a podcast before we did an episode before. It still amazes me though. How many people, I mean, you have to assume that everyone you meet, every new follower on Instagram knows nothing about you. Right. So to me, like, that's what Google's for. Like, if you see someone you're really interested in, you just Google them and you're going to find everything you want to know about that person. But I think you're right in the sense that I don't think people realize, um, well, I'm grateful that they may not realize my age, which is 45, <laughs> 46. But the fact that, yeah, I mean, man, I, you know, I, I worked before there was Equinox, before there was new Sports Club LA, before there were any studios, there was only TSI, right? And Boston Sports Club, New York Sports Club, all of these. That's all there was, right? Oh, it just cut me off. <laughs> all I saw was people, you know, there were all yeah, these. No, no. That, that's all there was. And so, I mean, there was fitness staff working. I mean, I was t- training between 10 and 12 clients a day walking the fitness floor for a good eight years, right? Before I ever um, really figured out I wanted to like take those clients and train them in home. Like it's, you have to, man, you got to put the time in. I, with any job, I think that's a big problem these days is people just automatically want to be an Instagram sensation. They automatically want to be a celebrity trainer and train those kind of people. But again, I go back to the fact that like for your staying power depends on the work you're putting in behind the scenes that no one is seeing, right? It's that, it's me like back when I was cleaning the, you know, your fitness staff, but there's no toilet paper in the bathroom. What are you doing? Like you put the toilet paper on, you like those things, like they create character. They make you appreciate, you know, where you end up later down the road. I always say like, it's like, I don't know, when you're 16 years old and you get your driver's license, should your parents, this is just my personal feeling, but should they give you a brand new BMW? No. You should be driving like a something like used and old and not, because you didn't earn it yet. You just yeah. didn't earn it. Like what's there to look forward to if you get that right off the bat? Um, so that's just my feeling. Like I, you got to, you work for everything, like nothing's handed to you. And if it is handed to you again, it's very going to be fleeting. So I just like, you have to put the work in. It's so important work ethic, but um, what's next. There's no slowing down. Why would I slow down? Like I'm just getting started. I, so I have my, you know, in addition to the app, I have the products that I'm selling. So this has been, um, 
the other arm of my business is creating my own resistance bands, the stoked bands, there's stoked balls, there's apparel now, there's tank top sweatshirts. I have gliders. That's the next item that's coming out in about a month. Um, There's going to be a jump rope. There's going to be a mat. So my own personal branded equipment, because my feeling was, you know, you need all these things for the app. There are some really great companies out there that make them, but why wouldn't I make them myself? Like, why wouldn't I give people this beautiful entire system that they can do everything with in their home? Right. So that's really what I'm working on as well. But no, I don't have any desire to slow down. I love what I do. Like, I will do this. I will be doing silver, like stoked silver sneakers when I'm 80 years old. I'll probably take it all to a pool and I'll be start making bathing caps for us to wear. Like, no, I have no, I have no doubt that you will. I mean, I, I know that. I mean, I know, I know that you'll be out there, and Gary will be out there as well, and you know, <laughs> and he'll be out there as part of the and part of the whole package. And I really think, I mean, that's what that's what it's always fun to catch up with you. You know, it's, it's been a little while since we've chatted, and it's always fun to catch up because you're so authentic and you're so, you know, it's fun to see how, you know, how, how you've grown it and what you've done. So what's, and I know people know you from, and they're, they're I'm getting you. <laughs> yeah. Recording. And if listeners know, I record in my closet and, and, you know, cause I, it's the best soundproof area with all the extra clothes. And that's why I'm trying to put this up on YouTube. You know, I'm not going to put this conversation up on YouTube, but if I put it up on YouTube, I'm trying to think like conversations from the closet or something like that. That's so awesome. I love it. With like, yeah, I'm trying to learn, like I'm trying to learn the YouTube format, but yeah. you know, I know listeners know how to get a, you know, your, your listeners that know, you know how to get a hold of you, but for people that might not be familiar, where are the best places to find you? Your, your online home, your, your virtual, you know, your tags and all that fun stuff. Yeah. So, um, at Kira Stokes fit is Instagram, Twitter. Uh, my app is Kira Stokes fit. So you, and if you go to my Instagram profile and you go to the, you know, you look at the profile, there's a link right there for the app. Kirastokes.com is where you can get all of my apparel and all the gear. And that can also link you to the app, Kira Stokes Fitness on Facebook, all of that. Um, you know, there's pretty much, you can find me everywhere. <laughs> and I, mean, I try. What's the brand going to come out? I mean, now the fitness trend is, uh, you know, for fitness companies to come on to lifestyle. So we're going to have Kira Stokes, the hotel, or we're going to have, you know, Stoke the, mm-hmm. A vacation getaway and be- rolling her eyes for listeners. She's rolling her eyes. That means there might, <laughs> there might be a brand extension there, but like, you know, which, I, which I think would be authentic would be, would be natural. Yeah. Like the stoked retreat. Like, why not? Like, why not have a whole, like I was, I, I joked about this with my stoked athletes that have, you know, been in my classes for years. I was like, we're going to just start a stoked calm a commune in some like gorgeous tropical place when we all, you know, decide we just want to leave the city and never go back. Like it's just going to be everybody's going to be, it's going to be the fittest community in the entire world. Like, Who wouldn't want to be a part of that? You know? Um, yeah. I mean, I, I say that the, the, you know, options are endless. You never know what I'm going to do next, but it's always going to be just anything that I can do to get people moving and grateful for the ability to move is, is game, you know? And that's and so authentic to you are. Well, Kira, I really, it's a lot of fun to catch up with you. I'm going to follow up with you again uh, before too long because I love having these conversations. And I really, okay. I love, because it is tough. It is tough for the folks that you work, that you work with and you're in their ear, you're in their life on your, on your feed and everything. And I want them, what I want them to do is be able to understand who you are and that you are really this authentic. You're not just some, you know, you know, out of the box, boom, whatever, Insta person that you are really, you're somebody that, 
you are who you say you are and you have the authenticity behind you. So thank you for allowing me to show that and allowing, allowing people to kind of get that side of you. No, thank you for bringing me on to talk about it. Cause I do, I, I really appreciate it. Yeah. There's uh, you and I always have the best chats and um, mutual respect for one another. Everybody remember too, like Pete has Pete's book, um, smarter workouts. Like <laughs> he, yeah. It's like if you, <laughs> I'm going to promote Pete now in his own podcast, but his book, it's a wonderful, you know, we both, we, we have known each other for so many years and um, I wrote the foreword for that book and it was such an honor to do so because the content of that book is just, it's so solid, Pete. And it like, you know, we talk about helping people move well. And I think you and I have always had that same goal, you know, and we, as we said, we've always talked about how I took more of the group fitness and, you know, the group fitness side of things and you went more the the education side or educating other trainers you know road but uh sometimes those two roads converge you know when we have these conversations and it's it's a pleasure for sure cool well i appreciate it thank you karen so now that saves that saves the listeners from having me do the pitch which i usually (laughs) (laughs) well she she did that for me so i want to thank her for for throwing me the plug and one of the things I really like about doing this podcast is to be able to feature what really good people are doing when they're doing cool stuff in the space. And with what we're dealing with right now, Kira has, she's an incredible programmer. And I mean that. I, I look at some of the moves she does sometimes and I scratch my head because I'm like, how? I wouldn't think of, of, of linking those type of moves together. If you really, if you want to get inspired, really follow her on Instagram. I mean, I, I, I can't explain, you know, I, I can't go into enough praise. I mean, if you want to get inspired, if you're looking for what you can do, go to Kira Stokes Fit on Instagram, go to her website, check out her app. And I, I mean that. I don't, when on this podcast, one of the reasons why I'm not taking, not taking advertisers is I want to be authentic. I want to, I want to be hundred percent authentic. I don't want to be beholden to any advertisers. I don't want to have anybody control my content that I put out there. And if I, if I give somebody, if I tell you about somebody, if I promote something, a product, a service, if I promote, um, promote an individual, it's because they're doing good work. It's because I believe in what they're doing. And what, I, what they're doing is, is evidence-based. It's science-based. There's so much crap out there in fitness that I really, one of the reasons why I started this podcast was to be able to feature the people that are doing it right, the people that are doing the best thing. And Kira is definitely one of those. So I, by all means, if you're, if you love group fitness, if you love that type of environment, check out her app. And if you want to get, if you need a workout program that you can do on your own, whether it's at home or when we can get back in the gym or we get back into the studios, check out the workout programs I have below. They're eight week programs. They're designed to help you move better. That's one thing that Kira and I, as you, as you heard her mention, we have in common is, you know, yeah, you want your muscles to look better. But looking better is really a function of moving better. And that is exactly the approach that she and I both take. And, that, and that's why I asked her to, to be a part of my book and write the forward for it, is we both have the same mindset, the same philosophy. I, I, I can't say enough. I love watching her success. She is not come by accident. She has you know, worked her tail off. She has worked really hard to get to where she is. She makes it look easy. You know, doing what I'm doing now, I'm, you know, we were chatting before I hit record, you know, I see myself, I'm about a year to, to 18 months behind her. Down the line, these workouts, I want to be able to use these workouts to eventually fund an app. And I want to really be able to offer programming, workout programs, to those of you out there who might be over the age of 40 
you're fit, you enjoy exercising, you just want to know what to do. Because when you get to a certain point, it's not about looking better, it's about feeling better. And that's exactly what my programs are designed to do. That's what this podcast is designed to do. That's what I, why I wrote my book. That's why everything that I try to do in the fitness space, what I try to put on, on my Instagram feed, on, my YouTube, on the YouTube channel, on the All About Fitness Podcast YouTube channel, is focus on helping you feel better and moving better. If you move better, you'll feel better. And if you feel better, you'll move more often. So it's a big cycle there. And that's exactly what I'm doing. Again, I'm not going to be taking advertisers for the podcast. If you want to support the podcast, you can do a couple different things. One, you can reach down and give it a 20-star review. You know, just give it a review. You know how that works. The more, the more ratings it gets, the higher up in the search engines it goes. You can go to my website. If you sign up for my, my mailing list, if you go to PeteMcCallFitness.com and sign up for the mailing list, I'll give you a free chapter from my book along with a body weight workout. You can go buy a copy of my book, Smarter Workouts, with a forward written by Kira. Or you can buy one of the new workout programs for All About Fitness and really support. Those are different ways to support the podcast. I don't want to put any content behind a paywall. I'm a huge fan of podcasts, but I always, I don't like those podcasts that, you know, oh, if you want to listen to the full episode, you got to pay $9.95 a month. No, I'm not doing that, folks. I'm giving you every episode. I'm giving you all the content. I'm putting a lot of content out there. And I'm not going to be loading it with advertisers. I'm not going to be doing a five-minute read or a 10-minute read. I'm not going to be cutting in to the episodes to have a commercial. I don't want to take advertiser money right now. Now, if the right advertiser comes along, I'm going to have to change the tune a little bit. But I I want to be self-funded. I want to create a community where the podcast is supported by you, the listeners. And in order to be able to do that, buy some content. I also have an ebook, Dynamic Anatomy, Understanding How Your Body Moves During Exercise. Again, the common goal of all this stuff is to help you learn how to use exercise to enhance your quality of life. You can contact me through my website. You can follow me on Instagram, PeteMcCall underscore fitness.com. And I mean it sincerely, as always. Thank you for stopping by. I look forward to having you join me for future episodes of All About Fitness.